Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I'm so excited. I want that oh. to be an app focus eventually because, mm. um, yeah, just off of what you said, I haven't even do- uh, dove, dived, whatever into it. Mm-hmm. And mm. I'm there. So what, what, I'm, I'm what using it now. Uh, yeah. really? Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Real yeah. good. So that's a, it reminds that's a thing. me of Hamachi mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it is. You just have your little, like, weirdly connected local air, local right. area network, and everything just communicates. Yep. And it's all encrypted with wire guards. I don't even have to drop the wire guard part of all I this. I know. I know. I know. Just builds on it. it you know, if I, had, if, I, if I had a million dollars, you know, that, that, would, that would fix a lot of issues, you know? <laughs> it sure would. It sure would. Um, I like Dovin though. Dovin is my, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dovin sounds good. Cause it's, it's like the most wrong of all the ones that, yeah. that's on the list. I think they're all wrong. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, if I don't know what it is, man, being the most wrong is the best choice. <laughs> Coming up in this episode... Opening up an arcade, a community of Linux distros, the Grand Tour, Flatpak or Snap? How about no? And we blend in with our desktop environment. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 12, 1 and 2. I don't have enough fingers for that, but enough, 12... Of Linux user space. I'm Leo. And I'm Dan. Yeah, yeah. So I heard you went a little crazy shopping. There's a, there's a bit of a reason for that. Um, internet has been spotty uh, when it gets cold. So I got had to figure out something to do. Offline mode. Yeah. Off Exactly. Offline mode. And so I bought an arcade cabinet. No, my whole word. One. That's awesome. <laughs> with With all of the games already in it. I've seen those, um, like at Walmart, and they are cool looking. Oh, this one's cool. 27-inch screen. It's got the light-up uh, title bar thing up at Ooh, the top. That sounds uh, cool. It's got uh, all mechanical switches rated mm-hmm. for a million taps. Um, uh, the joysticks feel like classic arcade joysticks. You've got the the scroll ball thing in the mm-hmm. middle for yep. centipede, mm-hmm. uh, millipede, and some other games. Um, uh, you've got... Uh, you've also got the little twisty turny knob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for games like Pong, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, I can't stop. We have the internet now. The internet's back. Uh, it's not fixed, but we had the internet's been surprisingly good today. Um, but I haven't wasted time on the internet. I've wasted time on the arcade machine. Well, Every break I've gotten, it's like eat real fast, play some arcade stuff. Yeah. Well, it does remind me of my misspent youth, so I can understand ah. why you want to, you know, you kind of gravitate towards that, yeah. You, you have to, and no longer do I have to set a quarter on uh, the yeah. screen mm-hmm. to yep. save Next. my place in yep. line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't have to do that anymore because I just have one now, and I can mm-hmm. stand in front of it for as long as I want to, and the worst thing that could possibly happen is I have to share with uh, somebody else, you know, hop on to player, let's go. Yeah, but it's fun to fun to watch and participate that way too, you know, with a, with a group of people and you know, egg people on and you know, have the competition going and yeah, I mean that's the best part. I have I have to admit, after we put it together, um, I spent two hours mm-hmm. playing Tetris. Oh yeah, 
2. And it was the first game I opened up. I was just mm-hmm. like, ooh, what's in here? What's in here? What's in here? Wow, there's 300. There's way too many. Look at the categories. <laughs> yeah. Found Tetris and was like, all right, cool. We'll play Tetris for five minutes real quick. Yeah, I'll no, lose a game really quickly. No, no. You don't you don't play Tetris for five minutes. That's I, not I how that works. No. And You're like, so, just one more. Just one more. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I know. And I was like, oh, God, it's been an hour. Okay, we're going to, after this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another hour rolls by and I'm like, oh, God, I got to go to bed. Nice. <laughs> So I do wonder, like, you think the underpinnings of this thing are, like, you know, Linux-based? I have to believe, because of the way that it looks and performs. Right. I mean, there's a lot of emulators I, out there, and, you know, they run on Linux. Uh, and yes. run very well, and you don't even know what's underneath. So, yeah, I feel I like would, it's plausible. I would not be surprised if you dug into the source code of, of this thing, and it turns out, it's just all the open source emulators shoved into a box with a front end that they coded themselves. I've never seen that front end before, so I know that's unique. That's unique. But yeah. but all of the emulators and and um what BIOSes and things mm-hmm. like that underneath, yeah. yeah, no, those those are quite likely not homebrewed. I think those are probably taken from the community. So nice. That I think is really cool. But that's not what got me to buy this thing. It right. was not cheap. Uh, um, no. The thing that got me to buy it was they have this BYOG, bring your own game thing. Mm -hmm. So you can buy uh, from them, which I think I'm going to do just to support them because I don't want that company to go away. I want them to keep doing what they're doing and um, making more of these cool little dongles that you can add. There's a USB port in it and you can buy a $25 uh, edition that has two games that I wish were on the cabinet but aren't. Galaga? Mm -hmm. And Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. Okay. So okay. same, yeah, same, same. But that is 25 bucks. I don't mind paying that. Um, but besides all that, you can roll your own flash drive. Okay. They give you the operating system bits that, that you put on one partition, and the bigger your flash drive, the better you're going to get here. The other partition, which is uh, the leftovers, Right. that's where all the ROMs go. Oh. Obviously, you only put games that you physically own in that directory sure, obviously yeah. mm-hmm, because yeah. that's how roms work right absolutely I mean, you know, obviously um but you can play whatever you want to on it and that right there is ju- that's fantastic enough yeah it is that's really cool but that's not where they stopped they didn't stop oh, there they threw an hdmi port oh, on wow. it and this and this usb port is not any old usb port it's an otg okay port so you can plug in you ready for this yeah oh a whole raspberry pi with retro pi on it yeah so you can bypass the system software but use the entire arcade cabinet okay and just play a retro pi on it well that really does open up the world there is nothing that you can't do with this machine yeah i but what the funniest thing to me is I haven't even gotten there. I haven't even really given that much right, thought. Right. I love that you can that you can do that. I've seen uh, how to set that up. It seems very simple. I mean, what it it is less difficult to add RetroPie or create one of these custom rolled USB discs than right. it is to install a Linux operating system. So oh, that's pretty easy. I know there's not going to be much friction there. Nice. So I'm excited to do that, but I'm not even there yet. I haven't. I'm just playing, picking random games and like slapping tin coins in it and just playing and playing and playing and playing. So you're probably going to hear more 
<laughs> sure. Well, and I guess to take it a step further, right? Like it's got an HDMI port. You could plug any console into that, anything you have. Anything. And then, and, and like, sure, you might not be able to use the, all of the functions maybe, cause like maybe they don't register correctly mm. on, on your console or whatever. But like, I don't know, just having a gaming, complete gaming system for yep. all of your gaming. That sounds pretty cool. That's what this is, man. Um, any anything that has HDMI out mm-hmm. and uh, uses USB to connect controllers with, yeah, um, it'll work. It'll absolutely work. But it doesn't stop there. They added Bluetooth to it too. So if oh, you just like, so you can use wireless controllers. Yes. Oh my word, and that's awesome. It just uh, so I'm I'm really excited about this thing. I've had it for a whole day. Yeah, you've already got big plans. <laughs> yeah, as we're recording this, I don't think I've even had 24 hours with the thing, and I've already put hours into it. So it's it's quickly becoming worth its uh, its weight because uh, mm-hmm. it was heavy. Uh, the thing was heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But uh, and it looks good too, right? Like it's oh, got yeah. it's, it's uh, like, you, you know, know Aladdin on the right? side. Yeah. It uh, it's got Burger Time. I mean, classic oh, nice. Burger Time. That's cool. And uh, my 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 daughter was all about it because it had Wreck It Ralph on it too. Yeah. So it's got. Fix it, Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, anyway. So, laundry list of games. It's fantastic. I love it so far. Uh, I will come back with more reports. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more. How I can shove Linux on the thing, mm-hmm. and when I do that, that's when uh, that's when I'll come back and we'll update this a little bit. Uh, so, as soon as we're done with this recording, there's a good chance I'm just going to go in there and play some more Tetris or something. Yeah. So, if the episode's <laughs> late, folks, uh, you know why? Hey, if you like what we're doing here. Make sure to send us a buck over at patreon.com slash Linux user space. And if you, you know, because we love you guys and we want to give you the best. We're actually, you know, patrons, like top tier patrons. We're we're going to look at trying to get you some video of the recording. Yep. Because what I'm thinking is like uh, that not everybody can make it to the live recording, but those that that, you know, buy into that in the first place, you can get the yeah. recording, but not live. Um, right. And Patreon didn't allow us a way to do video, but I think they just um, they bought a twelve terabyte hard drive or something. Yeah, I know. And now yeah. now we can we can upload video now. So they got another cool. internet pipe in or something too. So it must be. I guess you know, they, they cool. bought another. Yeah, they they bought a modem. They yeah they got a fifty six k modem. Yeah, so <laughs> good for them. If it buffers, it's the fifty six k modem. That's what it is. You get to benefit from that, and um, you know if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, uh, you can do that too. Um, and then you can see us in higher quality with some edits. Um, that's that's youtube.com slash Linux user space. When people share knowledge, everyone benefits. That was the quote hoisted atop the Linux distro community website. The site was a hub for Linux lovers of all kinds. It didn't matter which distro you used, and this was plain to see. Logos of Gentoo, Linux Mint, Magia, Fedora, and others could be found here and there. There was even a mumble server that had a dedicated Bodhi Linux room, a forum with a section for Arch, and IRC where the primordial discussion on all things Linux took place. Just about every type of communication that Linux advocates tend to use, all administered by Voltum, along with others from the community like Preacher, Zeus, and others. Valtum is known by another name these days. Mostly, just Jerry. Bezencon, to be exact, of Auckland, New Zealand, if you're more geographically inclined. Jerry decided it was time he gave back to the community he helped start. So 
back at the Linux distro community, there was an idea for, you guessed it, a new Linux distro. The distro had a solid purpose that it lives up to today. But you don't stay true to a goal without having one. Or three. Jerry started with three guiding reasons for creating a distro. To dispel myths about how scary Linux operating systems are. To help create awareness about Linux-based operating systems. And to help promote this community. With this community being the Linux distro community, of course. And the distro itself, well, it was called Linux Lite. It even got its own special corner in the forum where its birth was chronicled. Its ISOs beta tested and initial announcements in all the various Linux distro community spots. But it wasn't released yet. It had another mission because on the 26th of October, 2012, Windows 8 was released and generally available bringing with it the most beloved of all launchers, the full-screen start menu, now dubbed the start screen, because, you know, it took up the whole screen. Mm. It had a tablet-ready, touch-based interface, and the cheapest upgrade cost to date from a previous Windows version was at $40. It was the first Windows to have native cloud integration well before everybody was excited about work-from-home or hybrid schedules, and it launched alongside Windows RT the ARM-based Windows offering, and we know how well that went since Microsoft is absolutely rocking it with ARM chips. <laughs> yeah. No, or maybe not. Either way, this isn't about Windows. It's about context. So we'll skip that nightmare. Mm -hmm. Suffice it to say, if you were tinkering back in 2012, then you likely heard just how much everybody hated Windows 8. The start menu to start screen paradigm shift came on too strong and served to confuse the masses instead of simplify. But simplification was the entire point of Linux Lite. Jerry wasn't satisfied with Windows, but he also wasn't satisfied with the state of Linux distros and knew they could do better, much better. So instead of complaining endlessly into the void, he brought that idea to life. So on the same day as Windows 8, yup, Linux Lite 1.0.0, based on Ubuntu 12.04, launched in defiance of Microsoft and Windows 8. So 1.1.0 was codenamed Amethyst, like the precious gem. And the plan from here on out was to give each subsequent major release a similar gem type name with the first letter increased by one alphabetically. At the time, Linux Lite was 32-bit only and came with XFCE 4.8, LibreOffice, VLC, Firefox, Mumble, Thunderbird, GIMP, and LeafPad, among others. It was also noted that XFCE is the only officially supported desktop, even though others can fairly easily be installed. 1.0.2 came 30 days later on November 25th with a huge focus on community feedback, reduced ISO size, and the addition of the iconic keyboard shortcut, Control-Alt-T, to launch a new terminal. It wasn't really an upgrade process outside of simply reinstalling the OS. So, for the latest and greatest, there'd be a little pain. 1.0.4 in 2013, a pre-release community feedback version was issued a couple months later on January 15th as a result of more community feedback and with a focus on games. It was more of a release candidate to gauge the changes made. 1.0.4 itself released on the 1st of February. The changes made in the feedback version stayed, and in addition, the help and support manual could now upgrade itself but added some time to the upgrade process. In June, 
1.0.6 dropped and was more of an under-the-hood release. Apple device support, easy Windows sharing, and a built-in troubleshooter named LightFix. This release also marked the opening of the Linux Lite shop, where you could snag USB install media and stickers, and 64-bit support for those that wanted it. In 2014, a little over six months later, in January, 1.0.8 is released as the final release of the 1.x series and also marks the addition of Light Software Center, dubbed simply Light Software, quickly after, and the Light User Manager. On February 26th, new repositories that will contain Linux Lite-specific software in anticipation for the 2.0 release is launched. June 2nd, after beta testing since mid-May and based on Ubuntu 14.04, Linux Lite 2.0, Barrel, is released. The third zero, which noted bug fixes, was dropped for the simpler major.minor version numbering. Despite the Ubuntu LTS base, software like Wine, GIMP, and LibreOffice will start getting out-of-band updates to keep up with new features, and also offering easy installation of various softwares like Google Chrome, Steam, and Skype. August 5th, Light Welcome is announced and will be based off the Manjaro Welcome screen. On September 15th, Light Cleaner is released and has some pretty basic features like auto-removing packages, emptying the trash, and generally keeping the system, well, clean. December 1st, Linux Lite 2.2 is ready for download. It, of course, brings Lite Welcome and Lite Cleaner, but also a backup program named Backups and also File Search. On January 1st, 2015, Lite Fonts is released as a quick way to bring in all of the Microsoft fonts one might be missing. Mid-February, Lite Cleaner is renamed to Lite Tweaks and adds a few more bells and whistles, like cleaning up Firefox and Chrome, the recently used apps in the Whisker menu, and resetting the default browser. March 31st, 2.4 is released now, with a new and improved ability to upgrade between minor versions thanks to the new Light Upgrade utility. And it's decided that there will be five minor releases total within each major release. Support for disk encryption, LVM, and XFAT make their debut as well, and the super key now opens the Whisker menu by default. September 1st, 2.6 is released with brand new Linux Lite Control Center. It's meant to function as a one-stop shop for all your system control needs as, especially at this time, configuration utilities tend to be spread out. With categories on the left and configurable bits on the right, just about everything you need is within. And for when you make the wrong configuration, System Back, a system restore tool, which can also be found in the Control Center makes the release. Oh, and there's a dark theme. 2016, January 31st, 2.8 is released, and the biggest change here is the inclusion of a newer kernel. But without a fresh install, you won't get it. Stability over risk. But you can easily upgrade after everything is settled. ButterFS support also makes an appearance. The release was dedicated to the late Ian Murdoch, founder and creator of Debian. On May 31st, 3.0, named Citrine, is released, and it's big. A new login manager, new system theme, Arc, Light Software gets images for easier app identification, and Light Info, which uploads hardware information to help people looking at Linux Lite decide if it's right for their hardware too. This project is still maintained today at their hardware page. 
And since this release is based on Ubuntu 16.04, that means under the hood, System D is now the default init system. The Light team even provides a System D manager akin to Windows Services app. And the push for games ends with the removal of the games menu as it's not as popular as the other bits of the system. October 31st, 3.2 is released with better multi-boot support and a desktop widget named Light Desktop Widget. Go figure. It gives version, date, system information, and update status with visual cues as to when you should update in red, yellow, and green. Red being the most critical. And some other visual tweaks to the entire desktop for better visibility. 2017, March 31st, 3.4 is released with the addition of a configurable light updates notify to remind folks to update without being too intrusive. Security is a virtue, after all. Light Welcome gets a visual update and Light Tweaks gains the ability to tweak the logout dialog, adding or removing buttons to your liking. Oh, and window snapping. August 31st, 3.6 is released with a new logo. The now iconic yellow feather is the simplified new standard. It also brings Light Sources, which allows you to configure which Linux light mirror to use based on speed and availability. There's also a new search engine for the help manual, making finding bits much easier. 2018, January 31st, 3.8 is released as the last of the 3.x series and comes with a workaround for playing region-locked DVDs, a font viewer, and visual tweaks for Thunderbird. May 31st, 4.0 Diamond is released based on Ubuntu 18.04 with more visual updates, swapping to Papyrus for the icon theme, one of my favorites. Mine too. Time shift is there for backups, shot well for images, and light desktop and light sounds to configure each. And the 32-bit ISOs, they're no more. On to the future with you. This also seems to be the point where Linux Lite has really hit its stride, making fewer breaking changes per release and switching to refinement and maintenance. October 31st, 4.2 is released as a refinement release. Some more wallpapers and the addition of Redshift, a color temperature adjustment software to be easier on the eyes in a dimly lit room. 2019, March 31st, 4.4 is released without any beta. They've just been renamed to release candidates, but serve the same purpose. Another mostly refinement release, but they make the jump from SourceForge to OSDN, that is the Open Source Development Network. You have to go where the funding is. August 31st, 4.6 is released with a new light dark theme selector in Light Welcome and updates to the help manual. 2020, January 14th, 4.8 is released off of the normal schedule. No, it wasn't because development stalled or rifts between community members or outright mutiny. It's because Windows 7 support ended on this day. Much like the 1.0.0 release Coinciding with the Windows 8 release date, this is another attempt to be a safety net for those folks that held on to Windows 7 despite the cheap upgrade and may still not want to upgrade to 8 or 10. Its original release date would have been February 1, but you can't miss an opportunity like this. Even the wallpaper had the familiar default Windows 7 wallpaper, slightly modified to be welcoming, <laughs> of course. Besides the Windows-esque branding and tons of how-to type information on how to migrate from Windows to Linux Lite, the release itself was another refinement release, fixing bugs, 
speeding up software, and steadily holding the line. May 31st, 5.0, codenamed Emerald, is released with UEFI support by default based on Ubuntu 20.04. This has been in the works and requested multiple times since the 3.x series, and while they were very close in 4.8, the team wasn't ready to check the box that made UEFI default. But now, it is. Secure Boot is still causing issues for Linux Lite, so that bit is still recommended to be disabled. Firewall D makes an appearance replacing GUFW, as well as high DPI settings, and tons of additions to the Lite software menu. Of course, the help manual gets huge updates too, and general refinement to the other tools and systems as a whole. October 31st, 5.2 is released as another maintenance and refinement release dropping old unsupported themes, Flash, and a few other bits and bobs while adding a taskbar restoration function to light tweaks for folks that manage to wiggle things a little too much. 2021, March 31. 5.4 is released with refinement, bug fixes, new wallpapers, and lots more help in the help manual. August 31st, 5.6 is released alongside a new pay what you want download method to further fund development. But the team reminds everyone, Linux Lite will always be free. And as good netizens, we know what to do with this type of request. Fulfill it, of course. The re this release is another mostly refinement release. 2022, January 31. 5.8 is released as the last in the 5 series and brings with it NeoFetch by default. Mint Stick, a USB creation tool, and tons of bug fixes. May 31st, 6.0, codenamed Fluorite, is released based on Ubuntu 22.04. Besides all the under-the-hood Ubuntu goodness, the forward-facing Adapta theme is dropped in favor of Materia. And for those who need assistance, there's a slew of assistive technologies added, like a screen reader and an on-screen keyboard. But unlike its sibling Linux Mint, Linux Lite took the road less traveled and dropped Firefox, since it's snap only from upstream Ubuntu, in favor of installing Google Chrome as the default. However, if Firefox is still your jam, there are instructions on how to add it back using a PPA. There's now a light patch application to apply emergency fixes, which results in less weird breakage. Lastly, a new Linux Lite fork of System Monitoring Center that replaces the XFCE Task Manager. This was a pretty big release. October 31st, 6.2 is released as the last release of this history. And wouldn't you know it? It's comprised of mostly UI and bug fixes. And of course, updates to software. And that's where we're left off today. So you want to read the Linux news that matters as it unfolds? You can head on over to our subreddit or our news channel on Discord, linuxuserspace.show slash reddit or linuxuserspace.show slash discord for those. Also, if you want to chat with us a little more real time, you can head on over to our Telegram, Matrix, or Mastodon. We have Mastodon too. Um, Do that. And, and, you know, those are always good places to spark some conversation so that we can, you know, use them in feedback shows and stuff. That's super fun. The cool thing about all these links, don't forget, is that if all you remember is the website, mm -hmm. linuxuserspace.show, don't forget, throw a slash on the end and the service you want to find us at, 
It's there. It's, it's, Dan it's, put a lot of work in making sure that'll get you where you want to go. Uh, just don't misspell Matrix and we'll be good. Yeah, ch- chances are good. Uh, you know, uh, you'll find the thing that you're looking for. You know, we'll take your OnlyFans too. Well, I want to I want to talk about how Linux Lite went for you. But I before we do yeah. that, I, there was a quote that I saw in an interview okay. that uh, Jerry Bezenkon did in about I want to say is about 20, 2017, October ish. And it was uh, it was in response to a question. Can you share some milestones that mm. this project has achieved? And. He uh, he talks about quite a few things, but uh, I, I just wanted to focus on this one quote from him. And he said, the biggest standout for me is that no matter how big we've become, we've kept a reputation as a welcoming, helpful network of passionate Linux Lite users. I'm extremely proud of that. And all credit goes to the people in our community for maintaining and building upon that reputation. The thing I love about this quote is it turns most ideas and preconceptions about a distro on its head. I know that most distros are like, yes, the community is strong and good, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot... But nobody goes out of their way, like Jerry has, to put all of the blame for the goodness on the community itself. Yeah. Um, there, there's a couple of special distros out there that really do kind of take it to another level and... You know, based on this quote, I think this does that as well. And the the funny thing about this is he's done about three different interviews yep. over the past decade or so. And the the coolest thing is that that has been a consistent refrain yep. from him that, yeah, yeah, I, I lead the thing and all this. But um, it's the community that really ties it all together. Because in in the history we talked about, the whole thing started as a community. There was no yep. distro. There was only community. It was only a, Just a forum. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Big bunch of nerds like me and Dan sitting around running whatever we wanted to. And uh, even still on the forums, there are people running whatever they want to. Sure. That just happen to like the community and they still buzz around and chat on the forums or in the various um, uh, community, whatever, IRCs right, and everything right. else. I just really, it's refreshing to see that kind of, uh, you know, flipped style of credit yeah because it doesn't always happen uh, like said, that there's way. only a couple like endeavor comes to my mind right because oh yeah th- there's yep. there's a project that it's a continuation of another project but it only existed because of the community and the community yeah. wanted it and it was it was really just it wasn't even intended to be a distro necessarily out of the gate it was intended to keep the community going forward and it evolved into a distro much like this right it's the same kind of feeling for me yep actually yes that's that's a very good analog to yes and i I think i mean without the quote i think we pretty much agreed that that was exactly why endeavor is so popular because they have tools they have special things they do and much like linux Lite, they have tools too yeah right but wow i mean yes I think the most successful distros, you know, regardless of user count necessarily, is um, is just the people that you that you meet along the way. Right. Uh, no, so, it, it is. It's the community building. It's the it's the relationships you build. Um, that's what keeps you going. And I can tell you, as a developer, the people that have stopped and said, you know, thank you. This is what I've done with this. It's great. Um, that is what keeps you contributing. I feel like. Um, yep. 
and it's much like this podcast, right? I mean, people always say, hey, thanks for the the great, you know, episode, you know, yeah. thanks for promoting the great thing. And, you know, we've we've touched on some great projects and people that are also contributing, you know, in, in our podcast community too. So, like, all of those things, I think, are are what the focus needs to be. And obviously, you know, that's what keeps Jerry going too. So the, just real quick, there's one other thing, ah, community, man. There's one other thing that, that Jerry put together on the forums. We've got, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, but yep. um, everybody always, well, what can I do? What, what can I do to help a project? Jerry put together 13 things. Thir- there's a list, 13 things. He'll go into them each and I won't go into them. You need to go read them. But the, the, the headline is a good start. Number one, share what you read. You know, you got a blogger, you got a, you got a video, you got to share it, share that so that people word of mouth, word of mouth is the yep. best way it is. to get anything done. Report bugs. You run mm. into one, just let folks know. Can't fix what you don't know. Exactly. Number three, become a beta tester. I mean, you got a spare machine. You got, you want to poke around a little yep. bit. You got the extra time. Do that. Yeah. Quality four, assurance is, is definitely appreciated. Oh, it's huge. You yeah. have to. You have to. That's how bugs slip through the cracks without yep. that. Yeah. Number four is join a forum and help others. This is probably one of the easiest things that, sure. that you can do. And you don't even have to be extremely technically inclined to do this nope. kind of thing. You would not believe how many times people would ask, hey, where's this one function? I can't find it. That's yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, write blogs. Write about it. Talk about it. Do things. Record videos. Everything. Just Create content in mm-hmm. and around yep. Linux and whatever your favorite distro is. Number six, well, you know, if you got an extra buck or two, help financially. Right. Number seven, disable your ad blocker. At the very least, on sites that you want to help, at least. Number eight, join local Linux and open source groups, those lugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. join those. Uh, you know, the old Linux saloon out there. That's or a good place, yeah. Anything, anything that you can that you can get your hands on. Um, if if there is a local one in your area, yeah. join that one. If not, a lot of them have the moved online too. For. So there's some great ones that you can find online as well. Exactly. Nine. If you know another language, help translate. Oh, that's huge. That, that's huge. That doesn't require technical anything. It just requires you to know, be fluent in two languages. I often remind people that I'm only fluent in one language and I'm not really fluent in that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number 10, if you are technically inclined, if you can write software, help fix some bugs. Number 11, and, and this is where we get a little technical, uh, develop an application. Ooh, yeah, that's huge. Number 12, design a website. So you know, 10, 11, and 12, more on a the technical, technical side. Yeah. But- if you're in the Linux community, there's a good chance yep. that you're at least that technical, you know? And the last is handle social media. Mm-hmm. If you think you could step in and do some social media advocation for a specific distribution, I would almost guarantee you if they don't already have somebody doing that, they'll probably say, yeah. So I, I'm going to add one, Leo. I'm going to add 14. Oh, it's 14. I'm going to add Dan's 14. Dan's number 14. Here it comes. If you're an artist, oh, oh my word, yep. uh, any any Linux distribution that's out there would appreciate whatever you can contribute, whether that's photography or, you know, wallpapers or icons, like you name it, right? Artists are in high demand as well. And it's a great way to promote your, your, 
your product, if you will, um, and get your name out there and make yourself known. So I'm going to say artwork. That's another one. That's a great one. So anyway, enough about Jerry. Um, Seems to have a good head on his shoulder. I like what he's doing. But let's talk about what he's actually doing. So Mm -hmm. Dan, Linux Lite. Linux Lite. Tell me. Okay. Um, Great stuff. I think uh, I I really love what they're building here. Um, Obviously built on a solid foundation of Ubuntu, which is, you know, it's my favorite, right? Um, It's good. It's good. (laughs) um, And they they do develop a lot of uh, different applications that are unique to Linux Lite itself. And I think that's that's pretty fantastic. Anytime you can set yourself apart from others uh, and get yourself a name, that's that's a good thing. Well, you gotta you gotta separate yourself from the um, uh, Rebecca Black Linuxes yeah. and the Miley Cyrus Linuxes right, of right. the world that just slap a wallpaper on something and call it good. Yeah, that that's not what Linux Lite is. Yes, they use Ubuntu as a base, but man, over the years have they come up with a ton of tools, very much like yeah. MX and very much like Linux Mint and Elementary and others right. that that have um, that have really brought something new and this is why you want to use that particular distro. This this is the reason why. So yeah. I'll I'll talk about uh, kind of bullet point style list of uh, yeah. all the stuff that they've brought to the table that I think is really cool. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop interrupting you. That's okay. No, no. So I was just going to say, Leo's going to talk about, you know, some of these a little bit more in depth, but I'll, I'll hit on the highlights that I really enjoyed. Um, I think their their welcome application is uh, is pretty good. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's a great thing, right? You need to start somewhere and... It uh, it sort of walks you down the list, much like a lot of the other ones, you know. So you hit the things that you need to hit and get yourself set up out of the gate. There are two types of welcome apps. Yep. There are welcome apps that I um, tell never to show up ever again. Yeah, and then there's the ones that you watch again. Yeah, and yeah, and then there are the ones that I just leave the box check that mm-hmm. says start every time because, especially on the arch ones, like I forget oh, yeah. to do stuff. But um, with with light, um. It's got a one-click install updates like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's just really cool. And I mean, it's something I I tend to try and do every now and then, like right. once a weekish. And, um, and it's a nice reminder to just click on the button. Not, and honestly, so, having it show up when you start, getting it out of the way before you begin anything, that's a good time to do updates. I feel like yeah, that's that's when I like that, to do mine. That's the fresh. That's the fresh start. Fresh slate. Um, and it and it will remind you to do the restore points too. So they use mm-hmm. time shift now. Um, yeah. So it'll remind you to do that as well. And if you're feeling dark, light, whatever mode, you can do that pretty easily right there. But the updates thing, I leave it on because of that. Well, and, um, and, so, and if you had any questions, like it's got links to the forums and stuff. So you can go yes. get help and, and whatnot. So, I mean. That's another good reason to do it, especially if you're fresh to Linux Lite. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to know where to go to get a question answered if you have one. And there's just, you click it. Right. And it takes you right there. So that's it's very nice. That's a nice touch. Ah. I'll say, so out of the box, right? So it gets you set up out of the box. Here you are. You're dumped into it. It feels good. It's got a nice look. It's got a good theme. And it uses the papyrus icons, which are really nice. I mean, they're... they're One of my favorites. They're, Absolutely. Like, so you got the dark theming, but you got the the bright colored, you know, attention grabbing icons, which are really kind of fantastic, I feel like. So yeah, um, they're, they're bold. And I like that. Um, yeah. The... The the look is great. The the feather, I I love that. That's a great. Uh, it's it, so nice. That's a, you know, it, it's iconic for them. Um, well, it's a it's a light 
distro and you think like right. featherweight well, kind of uh kind of connotation there no okay all right um so um yeah but i I do like the theming i like the branding it's all good it's all solid that's excellent um obviously a lot of work put into that because it doesn't come overnight and it's not oh, super yeah. easy right so that's pretty nice um so the welcome app really stands apart and i think that's probably the top-notch application that they have if i if i was gonna pick one some of the other ones are good too, um, but one that I didn't, I'm going to go with one that I didn't really care for too much. It, it's okay. It, it gets the job done, but it's really weird to me. And that's the software one, the light software. Oh, right. Yeah. It's it's so limited in what it has in it. I mean, obviously the software available is much greater than what's in the light software but the light software is providing stuff that's not in the normal ubuntu repos right so right. it's giving you those things that that you got to add the ppas or the other repos that sort of stuff i mean maybe it has some of the things that you can get in ubuntu but it's just like it's not as many obviously there's no it's it's nowhere near the number that is fully available and maybe that was just me but i think that was that was where i went wow that's a little weird Kind of strange. Handy, I can install yeah. some things that way, I suppose, but it just, it was different. And it didn't, it doesn't give you any indicator that, okay, yeah, these are things that you can't install over here in Synaptic or whatever, you know, is, True. is installed. That that did kind of catch me, you know, it's uh, like Audacity was on the list. Yeah. Uh, in and the so software. Where's it, Though, it, it must be pulling it from somewhere else, right? Right. Maybe, maybe it's grabbing the, the newest app image or something like that. I didn't right. install it that way because I, didn't I have either, this so habit of just app to install Audacity because, you know, I, I tend to use it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I trust the one in the Ubuntu repo. So, I mean, yeah. it was kind of a no brainer on that one. But it did have some other software too. Like, you know, as, as you mentioned, it's got stuff that you can't get right. without going out and getting it yourself, right. which is handy. That's super handy. Yep. I saw a team viewer on the list. I yep. mean, uh, I don't know. I can't tell yeah, you how many you times. You got to use it. You got to use it. So, yeah. Exactly. Spotify, mm -hmm. Edge, mm -hmm. Edge, which is, you know, right. it's there. Obviously, I don't and, a repo for that. Yep. Skype and Zoom. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff in right. there that, that would, you know, I won't say annoying or whatever, but I mean, it is, it, it's a bit of a. Well, it saves you going to the website, adding the repo, following the instructions, all of that. It's a one-click thing. And, you know, you're into it, which is. Nice. Obviously, if you're transitioning, which is one of the goals here behind the distro, is to mm -hmm. transition from Windows to Linux. There's some Windows software out there that you might want to actually install or are used to, like Skype or whatever. I suppose if you're, you know, fleeing that that you know area before you find mm -hmm. out about other great open source projects, you you True. might you might want to use those to still communicate with people. So. Okay, and then it gives you a nice, easy, one-click thing to get it done, and you don't have to worry about it after that. Right. One one thing I missed in software that I wished was yeah. there was Discord. Yeah, um, I know. Because I, yeah, I had I did the same thing, right? So I went out and grabbed the deb and installed it that way, which is right. Okay, but like then you got to manually keep tabs on it too. So yeah, well, after you get it installed the first time, it's like, do you want to download the deb? And then you know, it's it's a yeah. very Windows style update. Um, it is. It's a little more annoying, that. though. <laughs> yeah, no, it is because on Windows you don't have to do any of that. No. It just kind of handles it for you after that point. Mm -hmm. But eh, anyway, the other weird thing I'll I'll say one more weird thing about the way Discord shows up in the menu is it's instant messenger. Like oh, it's so like yeah. that. That's it's the whisker menu. I think I, I think it's pulling out descriptions right rather right. than the name of the application, which is just a little annoying to me. But that's XFCE. It's not. It's not a. It's not a 
Linux light problem per se. Mm, so right. it shows up as instant messenger and I'm 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 looking for Discord. I'm I'm going up and down the list. I'm like, they're alphabetical. <laughs> where, where, is where did it, it go? <laughs> and so like Not I can launch bees. it from the terminal. Why can't I find it in the menu? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, there's the little icon. It's next to instant messenger. That's that's where I've goofed up. <laughs> right. And one one thing that um I think uh both Dan and I tend to do is if Flatpak or Snap is installed, mm. we tend to go with that because that that's that's an easy way to get a lot of the software that you're used to. Um, but in Linux Lite, yeah, neither are installed by default. Yep. But it, that doesn't mean that you can't install it. Doesn't you mean that you can't set them up. It's it's very easy to do so. But um, there's there's no one click thing right to do that. And Linux Lite is very good about giving you. Here's how you fix this. Here's how you do this. Yep, Here's how you install are. this. Just click, click, click. One done. thing you won't see is instructions on how to do either of those per se. Right. Right. And so that's fine. Like, that's fine. That's that's the way they want to distribute software. That's okay. That's what they want to support. And a lot of people are behind that too. So they're not really upset about it. So I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. And like, even if you go to like FlatHub, normally your distro would have instructions there on how to install you know, Flatpak and how to get Flathub as your your main repo and all that good stuff. You right. won't find Linux Lite on that list. So keep that in mind. Yeah. You just kind of have to, you know, know that you're on Ubuntu and then right. just follow the Ubuntu instructions. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, the Ubuntu instructions will work. And the same with Snap. That will also work. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just not, it's not a promoted mechanism to get your software. Right. So, so I think Dan, you did too. We just, we just kind of, we ran with what we could. I did. I, I wanted to use it the way they want to, they, they, they provide it for you. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's some of the goal of what we do for the month is trying these things as they're intended and not, not going crazy, um, in, in creating your own mechanism per se. Right. So, yeah. And, and if there's an obvious deficiency, I mean, we'll, we'll do it anyway. But, right. Um, but in this case, uh, they provide you an alternative way to install a bunch of software. So we tended to go with that. Right. Well, and sometimes like taking that a little bit further, it may not be like the most supported mechanism is, is some of those things. But like, if you go into the forum, somebody will say, well, I did this or that. And the other thing, sure. You won't find that in the forums either. Really. I don't think, uh, you, you may have to search quite a little bit. I, I did a little mm -hmm. bit, but like, I didn't find anybody saying anything about, oh yeah, I love snaps or flat packs. And this is how I did. You know, enable them. They you just won't right. see that. If the tar target demographic is Windows users, mm -hmm. uh, then I mean, already Flatpak and Snap are kind of foreign unless A you're very familiar with the Windows Store. Yeah, but you also don't have to set that up. So right. you know, having to set either install anything and set those things up. Yeah, and 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 going along with the Windows Store though, like you would probably use uh, Light Software or Synaptic, right? And mm -hmm. that'd be mm -hmm. that's the way you get your software. That's fine. Yeah. Exactly. But either way, I mean, we still got what we needed. We got it installed and everything. I don't, I really don't think there's anything wrong with going out to a website and grabbing a deb and installing that nope. um, because that, that works very easily in <laughs> Linux Lite. My Telegram was a little old and I probably could have downloaded the, the binary <laughs> right from Telegram, I suppose. But yeah. like, I mean, yeah, obviously, since it's like the Telegram that's in the repo, that's a little old, probably missing some things. Yeah, and coming from a Windows standpoint, I guess that's okay, actually. Going out to the website, downloading it, and installing yep. it that way. Uh, that is a bit more of a Windows paradigm. Yeah. It is. So they, I think they're, they're, they're reaching their target audience with the way they're delivering these things. Um, and so that's, that's kind of great, I feel like. Leo, 
XFCE is not one of our favorites, right? Um, I do think they put no. a good, good, you know, spin to it and made it look good. Yeah, I mean, as far as XFCE goes, it's a good implementation. I, I like the Materia that. theme. It yep. it feels very nice. Um, it is very fast and snappy. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah. So XFCE was chosen because it's lightweight because it's on the right. lighter side of the de- uh, uh, desktop environments. Um, it's just not my cup of tea, right. but their implementation is a good one. So yeah, don't get me wrong on that. I'm I'm sour on XFCE, but um, Linux Lite's implementation is a good one. Right, right. And so you know that brings to the question that that's a bit rhetorical. Obviously, is Linux Lite really light? Well, it's not the lightest. I think so it's it, it's not the lightest, but it's sure. not the heaviest either, right? So it yes, yeah. I think I think they they are true to their name. They're not misrepresenting. It's not GNOME. Oh, definitely not. So it's not that, right? Um, I don't know. For, for what it's for what it's worth. Gives, yeah, Plasma gives a, a run for its money these days, but it's still, it doesn't have all the animations and stuff, so that probably right. is why it feels a little lighter. Well, and, and that's why you can put it on older hardware, and it right. still feels very fast. Right. Because right. it doesn't do all of this stuff, and you don't notice a stutter here or there or right. anything like that. It just is snappy. You can really say that it'll it'll stay snappy. It is. It is. Um, so, um, you know, it is pretty light, but it's, you know, it's not LX cute or something, but. Um, right. <laughs> it, it is good. I, and I, I, from that standpoint, I, I also feel like they're, they're making the mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's about half a gig on boot. And yep. I mean, the thing that's really going to eat up your RAM is the browser anyway. Of and course. Most people pop one of those open immediately. Yeah. Once you get YouTube running, you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but, but it does, it, 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 uh, it really brings the light weight. So the light right. in the name, um, is, is not any kind of, uh, uh bait and switch at all. It's it good. Is not. It really is a good light snappy desktop. But they do bring a whole heck of a lot of applications that I think, um, you know, even Windows could use. Because uh, sometimes, do. sometimes it gets a little difficult to get through the settings menu, even though yep. the setting, I, the setting, I like the settings yep. menu. This might be blasphemy as far as Windows is concerned, but uh, the settings menu in Windows, I, I think I kind of like it more. It could be, they could have more stuff in it, like information mm. wise. But I think the whole point is to not. It's cleaned up a lot. Like, I don't know. in in. 11 versus 10 for sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing is you're less back and forth into getting into those advanced things. They've given you just a little bit more. But yeah. like this, I think, makes it even easier yet, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. Yeah. So Linux Lite has a lot of tools that I think um, a lot of people will find really handy. Um, so light tweaks is, I think probably one of the, the, the cooler oh, yeah. apps that they, that they develop. Um, at, first off, it was the easiest way to install TLP ever on mm-hmm. a laptop. You check the box. Yeah. Done. Done. Like, yeah. I like that kind of thing. It also has a bunch of other, uh, you know, normal usual bits like, uh, cleaning your browser caches, tinkering with various kernels, setting up ZRAM. Like, how do you even do that? I don't know. But the checkbox does it for me. So I didn't think about it much. And, uh, of course, removing old packages. There's no auto remove command. You got to remember it just, 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 that's, it's a button. It's a button. Um, and so it's a good way to kind of keep your system clean, uh, super easy. You don't have to Mm -hmm. know much about what's going on. You just, Read the the thing it's going to do, read the description about it. If it sounds good to you and it doesn't say, you know, warning or something on it, then 
check the box, click go. It'll take care of you. It's really nice. Right. Um, and a lot like Mint, uh, it's got a light desktop app that will help you kind of customize how the desktop is, what the icons right. on the desktop are. Uh, I like a cleaner desktop, so I'll take a lot of that stuff off. Right. And that, that made it super easy to do. I liked that a lot. Um, the auto login. Okay. So most distros mm-hmm. will like hide the auto login, like in security settings or something like that. Oh yeah. No, not Linux light. They give you an application and when you launch it, it says, yeah or no. Basic, that's it. Yep. Just, it was like, do you want it or don't you? And if you don't, you click no. And if you do, you click yes. And if you don't, like if, if you're not sure, you just click the X. And I, I think that was probably... I liked that a lot. I didn't know I needed that when, when I'm switching because I actually ended up wanting to switch. I can't even tell you why anymore, but I wanted to do that. And when I realized that was one of the apps that they provided, I was like, whoa, <laughs> oh, well, that was simple. <laughs> I yeah. didn't have to find some checkbox buried in the three menus to figure that out. Like it, it was just cool. a thing. You didn't have to go edit some config file either. Oh, good. No, no. And I mean, XFC kind of notorious for that. As far as I'm concerned, dual monitors, laptop, close the lid. The nightmares begin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at least this thing is not something I had to deal with. Right. Um, no, that's nice. And they've got a user manager. So this mm-hmm. kind of reminded yeah. me, oh, I can't think of the distro now. But um, if you've got multiple people using the machine mm-hmm. and uh, e- even more than that, even if you're just the only user on the machine, adding and removing groups oh, yeah, that are groups. associated yeah. to your user. Oh, man. I cannot remember what it is. I want to say it's Red Hat based or something. Where you have an application like this, but well, LXQ does have that. Just so you know. Ah, uh, okay. So th- this may have taken some inspiration from that. But it could be. I don't like, know if they're related or not. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe one right. took from the other. I don't know. But yeah, I I just know wow. having having used it, like there there it has users and it has groups, and you can manage them both. And yeah. that is, like having that in a graphical utility, like you say, that's that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go through the rest of these kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, light network shares. Uh, not yep. a huge fan of it because when I ran it, it just it just dumped you into the smp.com file, and mm, there's where we didn't want to go. <laughs> even, well, yeah, even, even as a, a seasoned Linux user that has dabbled in Samba more often than I'd like to admit, yeah. that was scary because <laughs> yep. it's got a big red bar and it's like root access and don't break it. And mm, I'm like, wow. Right. But luckily, when you close it, it's like um, you made changes. Do you want to revert that? I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what I did, but yeah, revert, that's fine. Yeah. Re- I'm going to break it. <laughs> um, so a, a little, I mean, so you've got like these really low difficulty ceiling kind right. of applications that are super, super easy. And then you get this. Uh, it's it's different. It's, um, I mean, I wish there, there was an app a long time ago. It was like Samba Shares something or another something application. And it was just a graphical front end for the, this file, the smb.com file. Right. If someone could resurrect that, that would be amazing. That would mm-hmm. be the app I, I would expect when I click on uh, like light network shares. Uh, I mean, I got. suppose you don't have to go digging for the conf file and and like all of that stuff. It like True. It, 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 they did it, simplify it, it. Like it. Like it finds it for you, gets it open, and it puts it in a any you know editing mode, if you will. So yep. so even even could. on the whole, it's it's still simpler than doing it all yourself. So. Yeah. Props for that. Right. But, oh, man, it, it, it kind of scared me. I was like, oh, God, a configuration <laughs> file. <laughs> yeah. They have a uh, light system report, which is uh, super duper valuable. Oh, I mean, that is nice. You don't need to run around. Yep. It'll just kind of figure everything out for you. Every right. uh, All the heavy lifting gives you a file on the other end that can be uploaded to forums. Right. And you can even copy and paste it if you, if you don't want the HTML. I think it's HTML. Yeah, probably, yeah. 
And but like when you run it, uh, instead of giving you the, and I'm telling you, it's like a lot of information. No, there's, it's, like, everything. it's a lot. It's all about your system. All you can uncheck like different mm-hmm. various parts of hardware that you don't want in right. the report, so you can keep it more short. Um, well, you know, yeah, piecemeal. if you're just having a problem with your audio card or something, you just want to get the audio bits in there instead right. of like it, every single thing that you have. I couldn't imagine what that forum post would look like if you just threw the whole thing in there. It'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Which is why they probably give you an HTML file. Right, right. <laughs> um, light widget. Fantastic. It's just a little widget that sits on your desktop, tells you a lot of things about the desktop, mm-hmm. and it will remind you in red that you need to update because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. super cool. I like that a lot. Uh, HDPI or high DPI settings. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's a biggie because like that's hard to find. Yeah. Oh, it is. And it's again, like normally you got to click on four different things before you even accidentally yeah, stumble upon it. It's easy. And it gives you the fractional scaling if that's what you want. Yep. It runs on X, so that runs fairly well. Um, on my 14 inch 1080p display, I just chose 125 and I just ran with that the whole mm-hmm. time. And it was, it was nice and cozy, filled the screen very nice. Yeah. But it'd, it'd be good for somebody that, you know, was running this like kind of framework or something like that, that, that had the, you know, the, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the kind of thing that you're looking for. Yep. X plays a little bit better with the, with well, the scaling sure. yeah. than, uh, well, I, I say that Wayland does great actually, but it's X Wayland apps, apps that mm-hmm. haven't been yeah. ported to Wayland that really kind of give you the trouble. Um, so running it next on that fractional scaling tends to just feel nicer. Uh, anyway, um, so light sources, this is only for Linux light software, but you right. can change your mirror so you can download some of that stuff faster, which is really cool. Um, light upgrade, sadly, yeah, cool. you can't use this for the major upgrades. No. Uh, but, so like yeah. from five to six, but you can for the the interim releases. So six two, six three, six four. Oh, no, no. Six two, six four, six six, six eight. Right, right. You can do them for those. The evens, yeah. And uh, one application I didn't think I needed, light sounds. I really mm-hmm. did not think I needed this. But it's a one button to just tell the operating system to shut up. Like, I don't know how oh, many times. Oh, do not disturb. I've, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've had the operating system like, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, no, 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 That no. is something I want to mention, though. Why, since you bring that up, like it's making those things, that is part of accessibility, if you will. And that yes. is something that they really work at right and so like when you log in it gets you get the little sound or whatever that's to tell you your desktop is ready if you of were, course if, yes if, you know if you're visually impaired you can't necessarily maybe know or even if you were just you know not completely blind but like couldn't see well enough to know what was going on yep. um having that sound reinforcement lets you know now's the time and so if you had Absolutely. a screen reader or whatever and you had a keyboard shortcut for that you could you know, fire that off and 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 go. And that is one of the things they do have a screen reader installed by mm-hmm. default. So if you're if you're needing some of these accessibility things, um, Linux Lite might be one of the better distributions out there. It's good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know because like I don't need them, but I know that they're installed and like functioning bits. So I, I'm I'm hopeful that they're good for the people that need it. Oh yeah, so I don't begrudge anybody for leaving them on, but I'm not one of those people. No, so I understand. Having having a having a one click little uh uh-uh, uh don't want that it, is so nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. And but you know the reverse is true too. If you want them, there's a one click button to turn it back on. Turn it so, back on. Yeah, easy. And then the last little bit um, that I think Linux Lite brings to the table is um, they they went with Firewall D kind of earlier yeah. on in their in their development cycle, which is good. Firewall D is a fantastic firewall. It is. It's it's very configurable. It is disabled by default, which it I is. think is okay because I think you know there's it's not like there's a whole lot of services listening or anything like that on your uh, on your Linux box. But when you turn them on, 
you know, you might get right. to that point where you need to. But anyway, Firewall D, you turn it on, you you click on the, the Firewall Config button, and it's like on or off. Yeah. There's, seriously, if if you know enough to know that you want the Firewall on, but not enough of how to configure it, this is kind of the way that you want to do it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just on, and just rejects everything that wasn't um, requested internally first, and that's that's fantastic. So if you're going out in public, turn it on. If you're coming back, turn it off. Or just leave it on. I mean, yeah. unless you're, you know, serving things from your laptop or whatever that you carry around, um, you know, leave it on. So I like that a lot. They bring a lot to the table. I mm-hmm. think it's a it's a fantastic distro. It's based it on Ubuntu, so you know it's already stable in the first place. And then they just add a lot of value on top of that, especially if you're not one to dig around for settings or dig around for software or you just you just want to install yep. something or configure something, yes or no kind of style, and get going with it. It's a fantastic option. And, I mean, it really is lightweight. It, at yeah, least the desktop is. is. The browsers are not. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you know. speaking of browsers, though, one thing that did kind of shock me a little was they had Google Chrome out of the gate, right? Like, right not Chromium, right. the full-blown Chrome from Chrome. Google. Chrome Chrome. Yeah, Chrome Chrome. Yeah, Google's yeah. Chrome. Google's yeah. Chrome. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I'm not either, I, but, the, you know. the, the Firefox Snap is actually fairly good these days. Like, um, I, I don't have any complaints about speed anymore. That's that's actually saying something because I have for years, for years, that has been my pain point right. with Snap specifically, but um, also with the Firefox app itself. Right. Um, and that seems to be, I mean, we're talking the thing launches the first time less than two seconds. So that's I don't about, really have yeah. any complaints about it anymore. No, I don't. Um, so I, I use their uh, I use their software, check the Firefox box, and just used Firefox. That's okay. But I had Brave in there too. So yeah, you I know, did too. It, like I installed Brave. That's fine. Uh, Firefox. That's cool too. They make stuff easy. I like that. They do. They do make it easy. Um, I was just, you know, it's a little different to see Chrome there. Um, very few distros do. Very that. few. I, I think. Right. Yeah. So if if you're a Chrome person okay. and you're uh, a Windows convert and you like lightweight mm-hmm. uh, dis- distributions in general, I mean, this is probably the one. This this might be the one. Right I, here. I think it, yeah, it makes an easy transition. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. So good stuff. I think uh, overall, really good. Love the forums and the community and stuff. So I'm happy with we that. You can't beat the community, man. The yeah. This, yeah. it's it's one of the best. One of the best. It's not aimed at me per se. Um, even though I like what they're doing and I like, you know, how they're delivering it, these aren't things that I necessarily need anymore. So, right. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that. So that's, it's, it's probably not a place I'm going to land. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And XFCE is not my favorite. I think right. that's the, the, the biggest drawback for me. Um, this is exactly why I don't use Linux Mint XFCE. It is not anywhere near my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's the biggest reason I won't keep it around, but I mean, I don't see any other reason that I would get rid of it. Um, other right. Than no, it, it's kind of it kind of cross, crosses over a lot with the Linux Mint that I do use. Right. Um, the base is the same. A lot of the tools sure. uh, replicate functionality. So yeah, I, I don't think it's enough to make me move. But I mean, if 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 I were starting over, I I could hand this to someone. You know, that's oh, saying yeah. like, look, I'm looking for something a little different here. Can you help me out? And I could say, yeah. Well, try this one. You know, that that might be good for you. Yeah, without much or any reservation whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see, you know, they 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 might have a lot of success depending on you know where you are and what you're looking for. This isn't bad. You know, good month. I think I felt like um, very. I'm I'm pleased. Me too. You want to send us some feedback? 
uh, you can send us an email at contact at linuxuserspace.show. You can always get all of our links and all the information at our website, linuxuserspace.show. So next show, mm-hmm. next time. Next time. Is our regular old topic feedback show. I think we're going to do one more of these. I think we might land on another uh, history go around this, um, the next. Yeah. Not, not this coming it's topic good. show, but the following topic show. Sure. But we do got to do this thing because um, we're done with the current distro. We got to do we one are. more. We're going to pick, pick another one. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? What, uh, what, what, what punishment do we have in store for us now? <laughs> so, you know, this next one, it's going to really stick to your surface. I feel like it would. Yeah. So this next one, Gecko Linux. Ooh. And uh, I'm thinking... You know, we should go with the tumbleweed route. So it's the rolling and get the latest and the greatest. I think that's probably the play. They do have a, a leap version. They do. Yeah. You know, I, I might even, I might just try it. I might just throw it on there. The leap? Just as, I mean, because Flatpak exists, right? Well, I mean, true. it's very easy to set up. So it's not like I would be missing out on the software that I normally use. And I would get a stable desktop in return. So that's kind of cool, but also... Well, I suppose we live with an LTS of Ubuntu often as well. And, and I'm too. all right. And that's, that. that's okay. Mean, so having a stable release wouldn't be the end of the world. Right. And then again, I mean, the, the flat pack lets me live on those too. So Leap might just be where I end up. Uh, just just to say that I did it all on Leap. Yeah. Um, because they, like I said, they had they have Leap and they have Tumbleweed. So it is your choice, uh, whichever you feel like will fit your use case a little bit better. But underneath... It's all open source. Yeah. And I think that's uh that's one that we haven't touched on we haven't. since like, season so we did, one. Yeah, season one. And there are not a lot of open source offshoots. So I feel like it's, it's there aren't. We should give it some attention. Like that it's that, a thing. that I think needs to change. Open source is a really good base. I think open source in it general is. is just a a good group of people, good distribution, mm-hmm. and they don't get enough love. Um so you know, we already did open source. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, dig into some of that history a little bit more. But, um, you know, Gecko lets us do a little bit of that, which is nice. They use a different installer, and uh, they got a lot of desktop options, so that's a little bit different out of the game. Oh man, do they do they do a lot of customization on the desktops? I have no idea. Like, I, I, well, I we're gonna find yeah, out. I think we're gonna find out here. I think this is it. This is gonna be part of the the testing that we go through and and see what they really bring probably to some of those things. Um, well, cool. I'm, I'm I like excited that. about that. I am too. I I am too. Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned and tell us all the things you want on the Reddits and the Twitters and the Mastodons and the Telegrams and the Matrixes and the Discords and the. Facebooks? No, not that one. We don't have that one. We got a lot of socials. We got a lot of we got we got a lot of socials. So join the conversation however you feel comfortable. Email. You could do that as well. All the links in the show notes and on linuxuserspace.show. So Dan, outside of here, where can we find you? You can find me at KC2BZ at Mastodon.social. And that one's down there. That's that's down uh, there. Yeah, over I forget there. which direction you we can gotta also, go. Like wherever up there, you can find me at one of those. Bz at the Twitter. Yeah, uh, that's the Twitters. The, that's the other one. Up so there somewhere. Right. So you can find me there, yep. and yep. Uh, both of those are good. 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm uh, at Leo Chavez on the Twitters, wherever that is, and I'm also uh, Leo Chavez uh, at Mastodon social. Uh, eventually, I'll point at it. Eventually. Yeah. So it's there. It's on screen. It's yeah. on the screen. If you're on the audio only, well, you just gotta you just gotta type it in. You just gotta type it in. Quick question. I know you did, but I'm just double checking. Uh, OBS running yet? Yeah, I did that. Cool. It's recording. It tells me it's re- yep, still recording. So that's the cool. reason I asked is Patreon bought a bunch of storage, I guess. And yeah, and now you can post the whole video, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, why wouldn't I upload? I, I that? think we need to give it a try. Right. So um, something that we need to talk about that I'm not sure what we want to do with yet. Um, do we do we create a twenty dollar tier or do we just add this to the ten dollar tier? Because also, I want to start the whole after the, the Patreon won't let you do it immediately, but after three months, um, you get a mug or you get a T-shirt oh, right, right. or yeah, yeah, yeah. 